never seen this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody feeling out there? I'm good. I feel I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. Beautiful Tuesday morning in the neighborhood. What's happening? It's gonna be a cold winter. I hope y'all know that. Did fall even come? Mm. If you're in Florida, don't worry about this conversation. Yeah. Or Texas, don't worry about this. Just places where it's 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 cold weather. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess this is considered a little bit of fall, but I mean, it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been bad because usually in Halloween November. is freezing. Oh, it's about to be. Give it a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can feel it in the air. Yeah. Sorry. What'd y'all do last night? Anything good? Anything fun? Um, what did I do? Oh, it was my friend Dahlia's birthday, and so we went out to dinner with her. Just me, her, and. Sarah, my realtor. That's all I did yesterday. It was nice, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. You envy? Uh, you know, uh, I got a baby on the way. The baby should be here in the next, uh, I would say, two, three weeks, and I haven't gotten a thing. Nothing. I mean, not that I, I've... Yeah, I've, not that like you don't you have a it. ton yeah. of... But I didn't, I didn't have anything. There's, there's nothing. We didn't have anything. No Pampers, no milk, no formula, no uh, bassinet, nothing. We didn't have nothing. Because we we have all the, you guys are pros cry. at this. Exactly. Yeah, no, but just just in case, <laughs> we just like to have some things. We don't have Pampers, bro. We yeah, have nothing for... I don't... I, I, Mom, see, my fourth daughter's a month and some change. We didn't have nothing. Are you allowed to have another baby shower if you should? Choose? No, no, we didn't have no baby shower. I've only had one of those. My wife's only had one of those ever. One baby shower. One baby shower. Yeah, I, yeah. We. I we, think they said if you have, um, because you have girls, but I think they said you, you're allowed to have a baby shower for a girl, and then if you have a boy, you can have one too. Mm. That's that's what I think the rule is supposed to be. For for the last for Brooklyn, we had like a celebration. It wasn't necessarily a baby shower. We didn't ask anybody to bring gifts. It was more just a celebration. I'm at the point. I'm like, man, she a month and some change. She ain't walking yet. Crawling. Let's go. You forget. <laughs> Let's go. She ain't going to school yet. You got to catch up now. She ain't go to bathroom. Yeah, everybody else walking Come and talking. Now. You got to catch up oh, now. We ain't got time for all this. Baby girl. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. We have some special guests joining us this morning. We do. We have uh, Michael Eric Dyson. He'll be here this morning. Yeah, Michael Eric Dyson has a new book out. Um, oh, my God. Where's the book? <laughs> you don't have a copy? It's a well-planned book? show here. Hey, listen. Michael Eric Dyson has 27 books, man. Mm-hmm. Okay? We'll talk about it when he, something about entertainers. When he, when he gets here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely about... Uh, Entertaining race. Entertaining race. Yeah, okay, entertaining I knew it was race. Entertaining something. That's a great show. And it's yeah, about fair. performative blackness it's a in America. Show. All right, and also T.S. Madison will be joining us. T.S. Madison will be here as well. You mm-hmm. know, she has a show on Wee TV, but she's also gotten some starring movie roles. Okay. Michael right. just celebrated a born to him and his wife, but yeah, he'll be here to talk about entertaining race, performing blackness in America. This is. Is, is it 24, 27? Michael puts out books like mixtapes, bro. Remember when we used to have a rundown in front of us so we could see? Well, those days are long gone. So okay, yeah. all right. We're in the Radio Hall of Fame. But do know that Powerhouse is coming up. We're coasting from here on out. <laughs> You're coasting from here on out. Okay. <laughs> from, from, uh, we're coasting from here on uh, out. I think, you know, they, they, we never had much help. So yeah. it's like, oh, they made it to the Radio Hall of Fame without the dollars, without help. So. Yeah, we keep going. Yeah. All right. Anyone well, can do this. Anyone right. can do this. <laughs> all right. I got the NFL scores, but all right. All right. 
Right, front page oh, news man. is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, World Series Game 6 is tonight at 8 p.m. Again, the uh, Braves lead that series 3-2. to two, So we'll see what happens. And last night, Monday Night Football, Giants lost to the Chiefs. Giants got their ass busted 20-17. That's not ass bust. They lost 20-17. They got their ass busted. They right? lost. When you 2-5. We're 2-6. Or 2-6. Well, that's even worse. When you 2-6, every time you lose, you get your ass busted. All right? You're a 2-6 team. It is what it is. Well, lost by three. You're a two and six team. Okay. I'm, my, let's drop on the clues. Bombs for Dallas Cowboys. They didn't play six last night. We dropped no bombs. We played Sunday. Play we dropped the bomb And we won Sunday with our backup quarterback. We already dropped the bomb. With our backup quarterback. All right. We already dropped the bomb for you. Against a three and three pretty we decent Vikings team. We already dropped the bomb for you. Okay. Yeah. What else we got? All right. Well, if you're traveling on American Airlines, just beware. You know, from Friday to Monday, they canceled about two thousand flights. And there were a lot of delays as well. So a lot of people were having issues over the weekend getting to where they're getting to. The airline has said it's because of staffing shortages and also bad weather that has caused disruptions to their schedule. So just beware. However, they did say that they had uh, some flight attendants that would be returning from leave starting Monday and the rest will be back by December, according to reports. But just be careful. Southwest was having a similar issue, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know a lot of holiday travel is coming up. Just giving you guys a heads up warning. All right. And Peloton classes are coming to Delta Airlines. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're supposed to do that, but they have um, stretching and meditation custom classes that is exclusively for Delta that's available on planes that have the seat back screens. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That'd be nice. Although if somebody's sitting next to you stretching, aren't they going to like hit you? Mm hmm. But the classes are from 5 to 20 minutes, and it'll help passengers relax, stretch, or fall asleep. Meditation classes are great on a plane because I know I'm the type of person that I get a lot of, you know, rest on the plane, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's a lot of silence on the plane. It's not like people talking and chatting. You know, in the Delta Sky Club in, um, I think it's in JFK, they do yoga classes on the rooftop before you get on the plane. So I went, I went out there by accident one day, like, just going to sit down. The guy was like, oh, you're here for the yoga class? I was like, damn, this is nice. But it actually was really nice to do a little yoga before you get on your flight and just kind of stretch it out. Mm. All right, Elon Musk is offering $6 billion if the U.N. can show how they will solve world hunger. This statement came after U.N. World Food Program Executive Director David Beasley said that if Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and other billionaires would step up on a one-time basis that could help end starvation. He said billionaires could give $6 billion to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. It's not complicated. So now Elon Musk has responded. He said if World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. So, And he definitely has the means Mm -hmm. to be able to give $6 billion. All right, that's about 2% of his fortune. But then I saw somebody post that, uh, what's the name of the organization you're doing? Which one? The uh, UN World Food yeah, Program? Yeah, the UN World Food Program. I, I uh, saw somebody post how they raised over $8 billion and they didn't stop world hunger. So how would Elon $6 billion do it? Right, they said um, 2% of Elon Musk's wealth is $6 billion. In 2020, the UN World Food Program raised $8.4 billion. How come it didn't solve world hunger? That's what Dr. Eli David said. That's a great valid question. I'd like to know. And Elon Musk said, if you do provide this information, it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. And so uh, then he responded 
The chief said, headline, not accurate. $6 billion will not solve world hunger, but it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people on the brink of starvation, an unprecedented crisis and perfect storm due to COVID conflict climate crisis. So why do people just say things like that? Just because, like, you know, folks hate billionaires, so they want to, you know, uh, point out the, the, in, the, the, the wealth gap, I guess? And then Elama said, please publish your current and proposed spending in detail so people can see exactly where money goes. Sunlight is a wonderful thing. And he responded, instead of tweets, allow me to show you. We can meet anywhere, earth or space. But I suggest <laughs> in the field where you can see the people, processes, and yes, technology at work, I will bring the plan and open books. Yeah, that's when you're just stunting on people for no reason. Yeah, we can meet anywhere, earth or space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, big chocolate to toast, sucker. How we feeling, family? Oh, gosh. Welcome back. You got to change your name, bro. Two quick things, right? First, the joke. What did Charlemagne say to NBA the football game when they went? Hike. Can I put my hot dog between your buns? That's one. Boo. Angela Eve, listen, girlfriend, I saw you on Nick Cannon's TV show. You look good with your chubby cheeks, but you were afraid to sing at the end. So I make it on Nick's show. And I'll do this song for you. Angela E., can't you see? You're my fantasy. You got a lady's mustache, but plenty of cash. Yeah, you're just right for me. You like that, girlfriend? That was amazing. That was trash. <laughs> he was horrible. Hello, who's this? <laughs> What's going on, man? It's Whip from Detroit. Whip, what up, though? Yo, dog, I want to let you know, man, I was at your car show this past Saturday, man. I had a dope time, man. Thank you, man. You brought the kids out? No, man, I ain't got no babies, man. Come on, man. I'm a, not even. But what? I had a great time, and I thought I had a good time, man. Okay. All right. I want to nice. tell you. I want to tell you this, man. First and foremost, thank y'all for doing what y'all do for Detroit, man. We love it. For real. I got to take a picture with you. I got to take a picture with Yee. And I'm going to say, Yee, girl, you look amazing, baby. For real, for real. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you. I was like, oh, my God. I got a picture with Angela Yee. <laughs> Hey, but for real, man, keep doing what y'all doing for Detroit, man. And if y'all don't mind, can I shout out my company and say what up, though? Of course. Yeah, bro. Yo, I want to let y'all know, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Urban Embodiment, with me and my partner, Lakeisha. We do all types of stuff. We do speed dating. It's called Find the Base Speed Dating. We do parties. We even got a, a mobile bartender battle coming up. So, if you're a bartender, holler at us. We're going to help you out, just like the Breakfast Club do. We're going to make sure everybody have a great time. Okay, wow. I'm done. Bye-bye. This was definitely a drop. Yeah, that definitely, <laughs> definitely a drop. But thank you drop. for coming to the car show, man. The next one is in Miami on 12-12. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Quita from Atlanta. Quita, what's the matter? Why you sound like that? I'm very frustrated. Um... Me and my daughter, well, me and my daughter was together for her birthday, you know, pretty much uh, the day yesterday after she got home from school. And, you know, I had her a birthday gift, uh, kind of talked to her dad. And I'm kind of going back and forth with my children's dad regarding our co-parent situation. But he does absolutely nothing for our five children, like always have to come up with an excuse. And I'm at the point I'm not working, so, you know, I kind of do what I can do to provide for the children, but he does absolutely zero nothing. 
um, our daughter's birthday was yesterday. Um, we went, you know, a couple places, and we broke down in my car. I'm currently still broke down with my daughter. You know, she's been asleep while I'm trying to fix the situation or at least get a ride. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come help me. Did he help? No. Oh, no. Damn. Yeah, all types of excuses. Um, How could he not want to come get his sick. daughter? Yeah, I think he was upset because he didn't hear anything, but I got her something for her birthday. And it's, like, very petty to me because it's, like, at the end of the day, you know, we're the parents. You know, like, it makes no sense to me. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that you're dealing with that. Yeah, I appreciate it. But you know what? I listen to you guys every single day. And me being a struggling mom, I always have wanted to call just to kind of throw my cash up out there to see if I can get some type of help from anybody. Give me cash app. Give it out. Give it out. Give it out. (laughs) It is dollar sign QUI1984. Q-U-I well, I hope you get people. Well, I hope you get people to donate, but I do have to question. Um, you said you got five kids from this guy? Yes, we were together 13 years. Um, I broke up with him about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's an issue with him still wanting to be with me, but I do not want to put me and my children back in that situation again. Right. You know? Yeah, but either way, he's still... He's, I've thought he, about it, but no. He still should be taking care of his responsibilities, though, either mm-hmm. way. And why would I want to be yeah, with somebody that's not handling their responsibilities? That's so unattractive. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked for $20, still waiting on it. I asked for $10, still waiting on it. $15, just for gas money. You can't even do that. Damn. Wow, meanwhile, he's giving his side chick $40 whenever Stop she wanted. It, man. Yeah, and living off people. Like, come on, that makes no sense. Yeah. Mm-mm. You just you make up excuses just so you don't have to take care of your responsibilities. But I've been doing it on my own. You know, we have a high school graduate that was my my credit. You know, given for that, you don't get credit for anything because you don't do anything. <laughs> all right, all right thank you, Mama. So I thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Keep right. holding it down. That's all you can do, right? Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Jesse with an I from the 843. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. 843, what's happening? Good morning. Yeah, I just want to start by telling y'all good morning. Thank you for being on time, Charlotte, with the yo 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 this morning. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I just wanted to remind everybody, please, please, please go out and vote today. That's right. Because these elections are very important. And we you know, tend to forget about our city council and our mayoral elections. And we really need to step up because obviously the government isn't doing anything for us right now. So we got to do it for ourselves. That's right. Everybody get out there and vote today. I was just saying, man, I usually vote early. But I got to make sure I leave here and vote right away. Yes, I'm voting as soon as the poll opens this morning. So y'all, please go out and do that. It's not for me, for yourself. I'm with you, girl. Absolutely. Thank you, mama. Thank you. Have a great day. You too now. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne, what's good with y'all? Peace, King. Get it off your chest. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, so it's Travis at North Carolina. I wanted to call and thank y'all, you know, for just like sending me that. 
know, we ain't really, you know, she broke up with me before her birthday and shit. At least you didn't have to buy her a present, or did you still buy her a present? I did, I did. She okay. didn't get it though. She didn't get it on time. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so, um, but yeah, man, like, we went to eat last night, and I played her the audio for me wishing her happy birthday. She was like, you didn't wish me happy birthday. So I showed her that I did, and I just need to know, like, how do I, like, win this thing back? Because I love this girl, and I want it to work. Well, it's not a contest, sir, and you're not trying to win a prize. So I tell people this all the time. It's an old saying. If you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, then it's meant to be. Simple as that. Word. You can't force Word. it, brother. Word. I appreciate you. Thank y'all. Have a good morning. Yes, sir. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Black. Two season, okay. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just want to say, you know what I'm saying? Great job to y'all. Breakfast Club, everybody in the building. Everybody behind the scenes who usually don't get big up, I want to pick them up too, man. And I also want to pay it forward to my guy, 31 Stacks. If anybody um, looking for beats or anything like that, you can check out his website, imbking.com. Appreciate y'all, man. Okay. Peace, okay. Have a good one. All right. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up, MB? What's up, Trav? Hey, Trav. Yee. What's up, Yee? What's up, boo? Yeah, not much. Where, where, where is Star at? Star. I'm right out here, you know, feeling good, you know. Cowboy yeah, 6 and 1. Now the Cowboy 6 and 1. You know I'm looking for you because we going to the bowl, We going to the bowl. We're Big D energy. Bowl, Big D energy. Big D energy. Big D energy, baby. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, I just want to say that we definitely... Going to the bowl with Cowboys Nation. That's and right. We're looking good out here. And Yee, the, the, we're looking good out here. GMV. We're looking good. That's right. The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are the power tops of the NFC East, and the Giants are the messy bottoms. And we ain't going to the bottoms. That's right. <laughs> no bottom <laughs> November. Y'all been there before. Y'all no be bottom back. November. Y'all been there before. Y'all be back. No bottom November. <laughs> no bottom November. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. I, I need a bottom this November. Hey, yeah, you got to keep warm. You got to keep warm, huh, Trap? <laughs> Look, one thing real quick. Big Frida. I just want to say, one, okay. you know, where I, I, I love Big Frida. That thing what she has done, she's a trailblazer. We love Big Frida. That I love Big Frida. But I just want to say I'm so disappointed in her after hearing her defend Boosie and say that she don't think that somebody who's out here using slurs and calling people the F-words and telling people that, that they're gonna, they should die and they shouldn't be here because of their sexuality, saying that he, Boosie has a personal problem with Nas when he has went in on Zaya Wade, a 13-year-old, that is the definition the true definition of homophobic, man. And one of the things that, like, like when me and Sean had a conversation when we was, like, having my little pride month with Breakfast Club, is us versus prejudice, it's us versus people that are oppressing us. And Boosie is one of the main people that's prejudiced, man. And, and we have to, like, just call that out on him. But I ain't gonna hold y'all too long. Okay. And have a good day. All right, Trav. Right, Trav. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and a new Real Housewives city. Find out the new city that Andy Cohen is bringing the franchise to. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, are you ready for season two of Tiger King? It's going to debut this month, but the problem is this now. Carol Baskin is suing Netflix, and that's over footage from season two. Here is the trailer. What happened to Don Lewis? Carol knows something. 
he was dealing with some shady characters down in Costa Rica. Don liked to play with dangerous stuff. I'll kill you for that. The plot to kill Carol is built on lies. These people are going down. You think this was Waco? Come get me, mother. So she wants the footage of her in the second season to be taken out. According to the suit, it says the scenes that were shown in the latest trailer of Carol Baskin are misrepresenting what really happened during filming. She wants them to erase any footage of her in the promo, materials, teasers, and trailers. She says the show's reels are actually just unused film that didn't make it into the final cut of the original series. And she's alleging that producers are recutting old footage to make it seem like she's giving new interviews. I thought the star of the show was in jail. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, yeah. Mm -hmm. But she's a large part of that show, too, because, you know, they've accused her. People feel like she killed her husband. So if he's in prison and she's not on the show, what are we watching for? I mean, yeah. I never watched the first one, so I'm asking. Because the first one did so well, they got they need to put out a two to see if they can get some more money off of it. Mm. So who would you know, be people are saying show? that she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. Yeah, but she's not on the show. Well, she is on the show right now. She's suing oh, she and is. asking them to take out the footage of her. But it's just so, old footage, right? Yeah, so I don't know legally, because I don't know if that footage was already licensed and they sold it or whatever. I'm not mm. sure what uh, what the real deal is behind the scenes, but she's just trying to get out of there. Well, God bless her. We send in her healing energy. All right, so Tiger King does return to Netflix on November 17th. Mm -hmm. All right, Jennifer Lopez recently did an interview with the SAG After Foundation, and she was talking about feeling violated during her first on-screen romance. So what happened was the experience was uncomfortable, and her character on the show started to develop on the, in the movie, and the people are speculating that this is from the movie Money Train because she has said before that was her first love scene. And so she was talking about how horrible the experience was for her the first time she had to do a scene. She said it was never in the script. It was added halfway through filming. She didn't believe the scene had anything to do with the movie. She said she felt producers added it in just because they wanted a sex scene. Now, she never named the actor, but like I said, people think she's talking about Money Train. She said her leading man pressured her into it. She said he was a big star at that time with a lot of clout, and I was just starting out. It was my big break, and he really pressured me. He told me if the scene wasn't hot enough, my part would end up on the cutting room floor, and that would be bad for my career. I get a reputation as difficult to work with. She said we did it. It was horrible. We were both completely naked with nothing between us except the sock on his boner. I was so naive then. Now I would have had pillows and covers and whatever to prevent contact, but I didn't know any better. So here's this famous actor basically humping my leg and pawing away at my breasts and kissing them. It was awful. I felt violated. I swore <clears throat> I'd never work with him again. And then she said he's not done too well lately, so maybe that's karma. Well, those are the lessons uh, you learn as life goes on, right? Like, ne never, never compromise yourself for a position? Yeah, so... But like she said, she was new as her first love mm -hmm. scene. She thought she wouldn't get any more roles you acting. You don't know no better when you're young. And uh, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, they are actually getting a documentary that's going to be on FX and Hulu, and that's all about that Super Bowl controversy. So according to Deadline, uh, it'll be part of the New York Times Presents series. It's called Malfunction, the Dressing Down of Janet Jackson. It's going to come later this month, November 19th. Now, how we know that's not traumatic to Janet? I'm sure it is. Yeah, so why are you doing that? So this is going to be previously unseen footage and interviews with people involved with the production of that halftime show. Well, Justin Timberlake better get ready to get canceled on that day. It's going to be a lot of social media outrage. He said Malfunction will also explore the racial and gender politics at play in the response to the moment. Oh. Justin Timberlake wasn't really impacted negatively and Janet's career took a hit. Justin, you might as well start apologizing now. 
He's a, <laughs> no, uh, for real. When does it come out? <laughs> I think November 19th. Man, yeah, start yeah, apologizing 19th. now. Don't wait, Justin. You to get ahead of it. All hey, right. That's now. right around the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Justin. Couple weeks. Cry me a river now. All right. Now, Andy Cohen has announced a new Real Housewives city. Here's what he had to say. Get your passports. Our 11th city. We are going to the Billionaire's Playground, the City of Gold, the Desert Oasis, the Real Housewives of Dubai. What? Our first international city produced by Bravo. So that's going to be next year in 2022. That was on the Today Show. Okay. I want to see that. I'm excited to that. That's going to be rich. Dubai. I think that's going to be dope. That's going to be insane. Yeah, they're going to make everybody here look poor. Yeah. It's going to be like Crazy Rich Asians if you saw that movie, mm-hmm. how extravagant that was. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Isn't that, that's the whole point of the Housewives franchise, though, right? Like, yeah. they want you to look as, as, as balling as possible, but right? But Dubai is going to be, like, next level balling. Yeah, Tigers. Yeah, a little bit of balling. <laughs> just about their lives and how they interact with each Gold other and, and do type of those things. But Dubai is going to be on another, another level. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, uh, we got uh, front page news next. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Yes, let's talk about Facebook. You know, they changed their name. And so now the people who have a company called Meta are willing to sell their trademark to Facebook. We'll tell you the price. What about Meta World Peace? Well, that's two T's. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at the General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy <laughs> so Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Let's get in some front page news. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football. The Giants lost to the Chiefs 17-20. But the Giants tonight, lost to the Kansas City it. Chiefs 17-20. They're at the I bottom of the NFC East. Okay, they are the power, not even power bottoms. They're the weak, messy bottoms of the NFC East. The power tops of the Dallas Cowboys drop on the clues bombs for us at 69. Thank you very much. Y'all been in the bottom before. Y'all be back. Mm-mm. Now, uh, World Series, Atlanta plays the Astros tonight at 8.09. Of course, Atlanta leaves the Series 3-2. Now, what How else many games do they play in the World Series? Best of seven. It's the best of seven? Yeah. God, it seems like they've been playing forever. <laughs> it's been going for like two weeks. No, it hasn't. Well, if you like baseball, then you should be excited. Well, All right. That it's been going on. Uh-uh. All right, now, Mark Zuckerberg, as he's uh, already announced that Facebook is changing their identity. They are trying to get the trademark for Meta. Now, the people that own it, it's a company called Meta PC. They have already filed the trademark for Meta for their computers, laptops, tablets, but they said they will sell it to Mark Zuckerberg for $20 million. More, y'all, y'all, y'all under, they can get more. They can get more. They can get more. It's Mike, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg got billions and billions of dollars. If they want to change, think about how much money Meta Facebook is about to make. You know what I mean? Meta Facebook. I like. I Why would, would like they change their name from Facebook to Meta Facebook? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the companies. Think about how much money they're right. about to but make. But they can't ask for too much because then they could change Meta One. I would do a licensing deal. Let me tell Treat you Treat it something. like land. But what they are saying is Leasing. a source close to the discussion says Facebook believes they have the rights necessary to adopt the Meta trademark for their goods and services. See, there they go. There they so. go. It's going to be Big Bank versus Little Bank. Evan, you put, know the deal. Evan, you know, know the deal. deal. I see where this is going. All right, let's go to court. 
Matt are gonna have enough to to to, to fight Facebook. Yeah, so maybe you would take the twenty, but either, <laughs> either, either way, I would still I would yeah, still take the twenty million. But nobody said Facebook is offering twenty million. That's what they're asking. They said they would be willing to sell it for they, twenty million. I would attempt, take little bank. I would attempt to lease it to them. I'd lease it to them every year. Sound like Facebook gonna take it? Sounds like they're gonna be like, well, we're not making computers and laptops and tablets, so. We can hmm. figure a way around it. All right. The Oklahoma Pardon and Parole Board voted three to one yesterday to recommend commuting the death sentence of Julius Jones to life in prison with the possibility of parole. He was 19 years old when he was convicted of the 1999 murder of Paul Howell, who was a businessman. He's always said he was innocent. His family said he was with them at home when the murder took place. He was supposed to be executed November 18th. And in the petition, they said he was found guilty because of fundamental breakdowns in the system. He had an ineffective and inexperienced public defender. They also said there was prosecutorial misconduct. A juror came forward and said that he heard another juror refer to Jones as the N-word. And several individuals have said that his co-defendant, Christopher Jordan, admitted that he killed Howell. So they believe that this evidence does prove um, all of this proves that he's innocent. The family's maintained his innocence. But Howell's daughter, Rachel, said that she believes the evidence proves that he's guilty and her family is being re-victimized. So, I mean, if somebody else could, uh, admitted to the murder, then, I mean, it's not a big piece of evidence? Somebody right. else admitting to a murder? You can't, yeah. You know, I've always been against the death penalty. So, um, so now they have to decide whether or not they're going to commute his sentence. So that still has to be decided, but... They are going to commute him right now to life in prison with the possibility of parole. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, T.S. Madison will be joining us. So we'll kick it with T.S. Madison when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, T.S. Madison. What it do, everybody out there that's watching, honey, and listening? This is the T.S. Madison. I got to do it for the people that love me. Is it on? <laughs> is it on, honey? Is this bitch recording? <laughs> What's up, YouTube land, Twitter land, Instagram land, Snapchat, Grinder, Scruff, BGC, Jack, Facebook, Periscope, and last but not least, every single one of my bitches, Christian Mingle, and the lands all across the land. This is your girl, T.S. Madison. I'm coming to you loud, live, and always and forever in color from the Breakfast Club. Hey. Amen. How are you this morning? <laughs> well, I feel good. You know, I'm finally here, and I and I actually got a chance to wrap my arms around you, hug your neck. You know, you short just like me in person. <laughs> you know, and I already done work with my girl Angela Yee over there. That's Child. how we had a good conversation. We had a good conversation. We was talking about love, things that I don't really, you know, know too much about. Cause you, you don't know, know too much about love. No, I don't really know a lot about love because I used to be a HO, but that that's that we'll get deeper in that conversation. <laughs> going down the line. How's love too? Well they always say your first, last, and best love is self love. So you know something about self love. Yeah, I love sure. me. I love me. Yeah. I love all of me. And that's why, you know, my uh, personality is so big because I've gotten to really become in love with myself. And, you know, I, I try to tell people that there's nothing out there that they can say to me or mm -hmm. about me, mm -hmm. you know, that would make me not love myself or not uh, make me really understand exactly uh, who who I am, you know. 
Well, I've been able to watch your show on WeTV. Which was the T.S. Masson experience? Yes. I got a boy shot tie. Yes, honey. And to see even your conversation with your family, mm-hmm. see you talking to your father. Mm. So talk to me about how that was to just reveal so much about your personal life. Uh, Well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, I really, in, in taping that show, I really found out that I have uh, a lot of trauma that's uh, associated around my father, you know? Mm. At one point. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You know, at one point, I didn't I didn't really want to think that I suffered from any type of trauma because you you think growing up as a young queen like, oh, well, my dad ain't here. I don't really need that. And then you grow older because I just turned 44 last week. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. For those that's listening and watching, baby, they gave me the good. They gave me the good tequila. They say, Madison, we want you to be. That's that Deleon. Reposado. Reposado. Some whatever it is. I know I'm going to be cussing up something. Oh, that's Diddy's yeah. Hey, Diddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a little Diddy in my mouth. <laughs> so, you know, it really made me, you know, understand that I didn't need my dad, you mm-hmm. know, and then looking at it back on television and watching him, you know, say stuff to me. And there was one part where he said, now don't, don't, don't jump on me. I said, I ain't going to jump on you, but you better watch your mouth because, you know, I don't play with you, you know. Mm-hmm. I really think that by me not having my dad in the house, it really toughened me. And then watching it back, I was like, maybe I do want to have a... At 40-something years old, I might really want to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And then the nigga asked me for money. I said, he man, sure did. <laughs> With a few dollars, he going to pay it back. You going to buy me this car? No! <laughs> going to buy you a what? You going to buy me this truck? No! <laughs> no, I'm not buying you this. But even things that we don't think about, like your father referring to you as his... He, yes. Y'all don't let me let me say this. I want the community that's out there listening to me, like my my sister community and stuff like that, understand that I'm here. This is my story. This is this is my journey. This is my path. We're not a monolith, and so please do not take my words as the words of the entire community. I'm a little bit more lenient with my parents. You know, I'm I'm their child. They knew you from the beginning. Yeah, they know me from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's going to be a difficult little uh, time. No matter how old I get, it's going to be a difficult. A process for them trying to process that I've come to grips of who I am and, and what I am and so I don't always you know necessarily like put a lot of stress on them for uh, the, the the she thing but when I look back at it I'm like oh my god T.S. Master you are a public figure and you know you can't just have them around here just saying he him he right. all this type of stuff this is you, some effort is good you know for them. And, and so you gotta lay that law mm-hmm. down like look you ain't seen him since I was a teenager so cut it. I got him to, to to call me by my girl name, which is which is Madison, and he and he says she and stuff now. Which you know my mother, mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was a tough transition for her too, but she's in in it now because she 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 understands. I may not accept it totally, but I respect it. Okay. Mm. And and that's the only thing that I like to convey to people in the world. Like I don't want you. You don't have to accept it. But just respect it. Yeah, and I think it just takes a little bit of education, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like let, give give everybody some time to learn instead of just being so quick to say, oh, he's transphobic because she's transphobic. Uh, well, you know, as long as you're making the effort yes. to move forward because there is there is transphobia and homophobia that's really rampant out yes, there. Yes, there rampant. is. Rampant. And it's rampant out there because people's spaces are felt like it's threatened. Like, boosie. What is you bother with uh, Lil Nas X for? What's the problem? 
Mm-hmm. My thing is, when he said that, he's a detriment like to kids, and, and we need to worry about the kids and all this stuff. But I'm like, but you the same man had a overgrown-ass woman perform a fellatio on your young son. And you didn't see anything wrong with that, but you... It's making it make sense to me. I was so confused about the situation. Like, who kids really need to be protected? Yeah, I love hip-hop, and I love all the street rappers, but, you know, none, none of them have the the right to say Lil Nas X is a detriment to kids. He's not. If, he's, you've, if you've ever rapped not. about violence towards people, celebration of drugs, using or selling, you don't, you, nah. You can't yes, stand on that bar high Disrespecting women. Yeah, you can't stand you know. on that. go for all, not just Boosie, I go for and everybody. And for everybody. That's Me everybody. included. You and can't stand on that bar I don't got no issue high. with Boosie. Mm-hmm. You know, you said, I was a real big fan of him, but I just, it's just like I was watching him really rag down on Lil Nas X, and I'm like, sir, are, are you dealing with some kind of trauma? Right. And then I saw all the other dudes, T.I. chiming in on it, especially when it came down to that thing with the baby, because I know y'all saw what I was saying about mm-hmm. that. And then they just came with the, and out the blue, it's like, well, if, if if the baby can say what he was a little Nas X should be, I was like, what the f*** is going on? Right. When I really evaluated the situation, and I, I sat and looked, I was like, oh, it's these f- career that they he, they looking at, like, you know, as long as what we're... What you mean? Break it down. Well, here it is. As long as we're gay and we're doing their hair, we're doing their makeup, we're writing their lyrics on the sideline, we're not an issue. We're not a threat. But once we become eye level and then above, then it becomes an issue. Like, oh, now we're worried about... Occupying spaces. Occupying spaces. That's an interesting take on it. I mean, but, you know, there's so many different spaces. Like, Lil Nas X and Boosie wouldn't even take up the same space. Lil Nas they, X and T.I. wouldn't even take the, up the same space. They're in the music industry. Yeah, but it's enough for everybody, right? Well, uh, they should see it that way. Yeah, right? but a lot of people don't see it that way. They should know? see it that way. How, yeah. how many times? How how long has it been since they've they've charted like Lil Nas eggs? Yeah, you know, when the baby said those things at the Rolling Loud place, I got a lot of bounce back for it because I wrote what was the reason. I wasn't necessarily. I love the baby. You know why I respect that? Because. You're, 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 you want to know the reason because yeah, you want to have a conversation. Yeah, let, me edu- let, let me educate you. Let's talk. Mm-mm. What I wanted him to do as a real ass like I feel like that the baby is, I wanted him to say, I'm beefing with Party. Right. I'm beefing with Meg, them folks. I'm beefing with all these folks over here. Them some f***ers over there. And so I was talking to them f***ers. I can understand. Who is it directed toward? To, this right. is why. So I was like, right. what was okay. the reason? And so people took what I was saying like, oh, he got the right to say what he want to say about this. And y'all, I'm like, no, nah, I'm his fan. I don't want him canceled. He black like me. Mm-hmm. I got it because I'm a hood bitch. So I, I understood exactly what it was. It was, a, it was a beef thing with a group of people. But instead of him being real and saying, yeah, I'm beefing with no f***ers over there. Like I, wrote, I, was, I, I was talking to one f- sucking f- in the yeah, parking lot. Not I everybody. met him and I said, what was the reason? <laughs> Man, the shade room put that up there. And those people was dogging me. They was dragging me for like weeks. And I just feel like that they came with, with vitriol in their heart because I'm, I am T.S. Madison. All right, we have more with T.S. Madison. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with T.S. Madison. Yee. Well, let's talk about that because we also played a clip of you discussing Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And so you had an issue with that. So let's. Here's my issue with the Dave Chappelle situation, mm-hmm. right? I didn't watch the special. Mm-hmm. How many times am I going to watch a comedian make, make transsexual jokes or whatever? I, I didn't watch it. So I did watch everybody in the community like really have this 
issue with what he was saying. So I saw little clips of him talking about his trans girlfriend, Daphne, who was a, who was a white transsexual. And then I listened to my sisters, my black trans sisters say what they were saying. I said, okay, I get it. In a nutshell, we really want black men who occupy positions of power to understand that they have extreme influence over the over our community and who gets the short end of the stick when it comes to trans issues and things that are the black girls and so you as a black man need to understand that if your if your black trans sisters are out here screaming saying you got a good a good audience of people but your black dudes you know are taking a lot of the things that you're saying and we are already met with so much vitriol like that's it i didn't mm -hmm. want i didn't want them canceled you know what is interesting to me because like somebody like Sydney Starr, for example, mm -hmm. right? I've known Sydney Starr for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And some people would say she's a bad representation of the trans mm -hmm. community. A lot of people have said that about And Sydney. people have said that about previously me. about you. Yes, they have. So I want to get your take that on that because people feel like you have to represent everyone like you're not well, here's a the diverse thing with Sydney. group of real people. I personally wish, and I love Sydney to death because she's been on my show, the, the Queen Supreme Court. I really wish I could have gotten Sydney when she was young. She needed a gay mama to get a real gay mama to put her arms around her and be like, no niece or no daughter, this is not what you do. People are still mad at her for her conversations about Chingy. Mm -hmm. Then she comes with this Darius McCrary situation and then people are still looking at her from the Chingy stuff. And I'm like, niece, now you know you got to do better. Oh, fill me in though. What am I like? What do you mean? Well, well, they know, were, they posted a video of them together kissing. Mm -hmm. and, and It was taking, like a photo shoot happening. Yeah. And and then you know she people they were saying that they not together he double he, he was saying that they not together they not this is my thing this if you like the girls <laughs> and you you like the girls it's okay it's a new day and if you get caught on multiple occasions bobby valentino multiple multiple allegation multiple things the next time you get caught or whatever why don't you just throw your hands up and be like mm -hmm. That's what I'm really waiting to happen. So what about people saying that you can't out somebody, right? Because I want to get your take on that because I've heard that before. I've heard trans women say, well, I'll never reveal the people who I've been with because I don't want to out people because then they get ostracized. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but I want to get your take on well, that. Well, here's my take. If you have been living in your authentic self for however long, you knew how long it took for you to come forth to say, all right, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And this is how I'm going to live my life. I personally don't feel like that. It is my duty to put a man's business on front street. This is not me okaying the DL man. But it is not my duty to put his business on front street like that. Because I already knew what it was like for me when I was battling in my brain. Like, ooh, how I'm going to tell my mama? How I'm going to tell my folk? How I'm going to do this? But I also feel like that if you've gotten quote unquote caught. Throw your hands up, shout it, and be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like them. And, and I really think that that is what's going to break the right. stigma around it. Yeah, because the truth is, nobody really cares like they probably think folks do. And the girls got to stop outing the men the way they do because it becomes sensationalized. People felt like you weren't, like we were saying earlier, a mm. good, quote, representation. Well, they didn't think. You, why, why, didn't, why didn't they think you were? Because I'm in tune that I still have a penis. And I don't want to have an SRS surgery. And I've, uh, you know, very, been very vulgar about sexuality and, 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 and sex and right. stuff like that. People are scared of those type of talks. Even if you're not trans, people do not like when you're just like open 
about everything about you. Yeah, I'm open about yeah. that because it's just I feel like that I don't want you to be able to have any hold over me or skeletons to pull out the closet over me. Live your truth, so nobody that's can use your truth. Totally, for like completely, and so it's same way with Flame. Like I love, I love Flame. Flame. That's my that's my sister. Now I, everything that my sister say, I don't agree with everything my sister say. But Flame was one of the first girls on television that I saw on Comic View who I had some type of relation to because Flame told jokes about her she's at the top of her at the bottom. I was like, <gasps> finally, I, there's some form of me that I see. I saw a conversation. It was you, Flame, um, Ashley, Marie Ashley. and Hope Giselle. Yeah, and I was a little disappointed because I'm like, I've with Flame because I like Flame. Like you, why, why was you disappointed? Because I think that's, I, I forgot one of them was saying, I think it was Ashley was basically saying like, that was Hope. But I was hope. I <laughs> you already know what it is. Oh Lord! But she was she, I, she was basically saying that we we only with flame because flame reinforces negative stereotypes of transgenders. I'm like, first of all, I don't even know no stereotypes of transgenders, and I with flame because I I like flame. I genuinely just like flame as a person. I appreciate flame's existence because she and I share some of the same views, not all, because mm -hmm. she don't that pronoun stuff is not big for her. It's big for me, you know. Like, you see, somebody like flame will get me in trouble because flame will say he, she, we, and mm -hmm. I'm like. No, my pronouns are she, her, you know? and hers. So that's why I just be saying flame. But the way you stay out of trouble, Charlemagne, when you run into to people who are in the in that binary spectrum, you say, "Hey, how do, would you like me to address you?" Just give me your name. Yeah, your yeah. name. But like, what are your pronouns? You're gonna like, end up you, using a pronoun because at if you're having yeah. a conversation like what well, she did or her, yeah, or that's it true. was hers. That's true. So how would you like? I'm. <laughs> I'm still learning this stuff. Like, I'm on the set right now. I'm in a movie called Bros. It's Universal Pictures, Billy Eichner. I'm Judd Apatow. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, wow, I'm, congratulations. Listen, I left, I left that basement. And, and I seen you in Zola, too. In Zola, you yeah, had a nice yeah. role in this Zola. Like Zola. Nice and I'm on the Netflix rom-com that's coming out with Gabrielle Union called The Perfect Five. Okay, T.S. Yes, T.S. is working. You know, <laughs> I left that basement and everything therefore in there and left it there. But that's another story that I ain't going to be messy this morning with. But for all y'all hoes that was sitting there talking about something, honey, what was she going to do after the incident? Up, okay, up go. and up. Hi, Yarabo Shata. <laughs> God, don't play by me. But I'm on set, and, this, and there's there's a, a PA there, and, and sh oh, see? I was going to mess up. And they identify as non-binary, and so I have to use they and them. That's some, that's some difficult for me. Right. But I'm like, mm, I'm learning to do this, because I'm old school queen. Like, Flame mm -hmm. is an old school queen, but I'm more open to absorbing it flame like is you you gotta up and i get it with her i get that with flame. i get it but i'm like okay i'm a generation after her so i'm still like i'm open to learning these things because i want to respect everybody all the way around i really want to occupy a respectful place because i don't have to accept everything but i would like to respect that's it. why intention is important you might mess up but if your intention is always based in kindness and goodness i think that's important Yes, and so there are times that I have slipped on set, and I said she, I was, and I, I've grabbed her arm, I've grabbed their arm. See, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I've grabbed their right. their arm, and I've said I'm sorry. Even me reporting on Demi Lovato, sometimes that's hard for me. Now Demi I'm, Lovato is different for me. <laughs> they get on my nerves, bitch. Demi, Demi, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I ain't gonna say all that, but they. Get, you ain't, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Are you trans today? Are you non-binary tomorrow? Like, now they are confusing this. The aliens thing got on my nerve. That's when I was like, all right, Wait, man. Wait, they say they're alien? No, uh, Demi said that 
don't refer to extraterrestrials as aliens. It's offensive. I'm like, how you know? What ET you talk to? <laughs> yeah, see, it's that complicated stuff. You know though. what I mean? And this is why they would say I'm a detriment to community because I wears their ass out. <laughs> and as much as I don't feel <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, athlete's foot having ass, <laughs> I respect her. Tell me why. And she and her. Because I want it back. All right, we got more with T.S. Madison. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with T.S. Madison. Yee. So why did you and Kaya split? Uh, you know, I don't know. I I seen one thing was one thing, then uh, then I seen another was another. From your point of view, what would you say was your experience? The bitch don't want to grow, and she's so she's so talented in all things, and she just does not want to grow. But we gonna see that bitch in front of that bookcase until she leave here. And she blamed it on Nicki Minaj this. And I'm like, damn, you know, it was just so much stuff. Nicki came in there genuinely wanting to be a part of something that was growing so fast and so big. Nicki was a part of yeah, uh, Nicki was that was Nicki wanted to put that she wanted to roll it out, you know. I can see why. Listen, you know, say what you want. It Ka- was listen. Kai is highly entertained. She highly entertaining, and then us together. We, we was highly entertained. We together. we were highly entertaining together, and we we reshaped culture. I just wanted to step our mm-hmm. up. What that mean? Everybody that's anybody comes through the Breakfast Club. I wanted everybody that's anybody to be able to come through our spot too, you know, and and make it do what it do, but. Now, if I don't know if that would have happened. No, nah, it wasn't. Because y'all was hard on we mother- were, But shoot, that's why, it, that's why it had to be light and dark. I don't want to just sit over there and say, Keisha K or hand. Well, girl, what did Kaya say? That was a mess. That you could tell how old she is because her mother hands. I was like, oh, God. And those reactions I said were very real reactions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have loved. And she said, where are your children, bitch? Keisha K came up here. She's like, she don't have no kids and, and this and the other, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I would have loved for her to come to our mm-hmm. and it would have been and respond. fun and it would have been funny. But, you know, baby girl ain't see the she, she didn't have the same vision that I had. But then did you ever feel bad about saying things about people? Because then I also feel like sometimes we don't look at others as human beings. That's true. When we're talking about them until you're in that position and people are talking about you. And let me tell you something. You see what's going on with Wendy right now. Mm-hmm. Them spirits is f-ing her ass up. And they f***ing her up because that purple chair comes with a cost. Sitting, me and me and that girl sitting next to each other, it was a cost. Because as soon as our, we fell out, all our tees and all my tees and all stuff started coming out. And, and people were reading me and all this type of shit. So I I was on the other end of that. And it just really made me be like, you know what, Madison? I really don't want to occupy that space because I don't like that feeling. Right. That's real. Right. I don't really you like that feeling. You just hit it feeling. on the head, Tia. It'll eat you up eventually. It I don't will. care who you are. It's eating Wendy ass up. Oh, we send her healing energy. We send her healing energy, yeah. but we know, listen, whatever you put in the universe, you will receive it back. That's real. You know, and so that would have never, I thought it was Charlemagne. I did. I thought it would have been as big as this, and it was as big as these things, because it, it reached all the way up to y'all ears. Mm-hmm. We reached all the way to Nikki's ears. It reached the ears of the folks around the world. Yeah, I used to be in here playing it during the show, like Dog. laughing my ass off. And they'd be going in on us, too. <laughs> Dog, we would get y'all, but you know, we would get y'all because it was be well, things. she used to call she, me Charlemagne the Ever Living Goddess. I, got, I gave you that name. <laughs> oh, Charlemagne the Ever Living Goddess, bitch. <laughs> You know, I did that. But, you know, it, 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 and I gave Wendy her name. Wendy, Wendy, I'm Bartholomew Oracle. But I don't do it no more. <laughs> what? 
Wendy, Wendell, Bartholomew, Orenthal, Rufus, Clyde, Theotis, Pookie, Eldover, James and the Giant Peach, Hezekiah, Walker, Williams the third. I gave that bitch that name because you know every time she came up on our oh, docket, Lord. I would always add a name to her. You know, but it was but people started tearing me up. Madison, how you want people to treat you like a woman and you misgendering Wendy? I'm like, I never call her he. You know never. what you was doing? Stop. Well, she got the masculine name. You know that's the big woman. But that's the thing. When my fans reprimanded me for that, I toned it down. I'm trying to eradicate it from my vocabulary. I'm trying. But I toned it down because it was like, Madison, you can't. Laverne got on me. She said, Ma she said, Laverne Cox said, Madison, I done seen you over there calling, giving Wendy those masculine names. You know what that means? I said, ooh, bitch, you right. I can be checked. Earlier in this conversation, when we first started, you were talking about your love life. Here we go. Or lack of. So mm -hmm. where are we at right now with it? Personally, right now, I'm in a space of whatever dude I fool with right now, I want him to live in his house and I live in mine. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a high maintenance bitch. When I get up in the morning, I got to have my wig on. I want to look. I, the same way I called him is the same way I want him to see me. Mm -hmm. And it's times that I might want to pull my wig off. I don't you don't care. think you'll be with somebody that you're comfortable enough no, to pull your wig off be around? There because I, you, this, that's why it's wondering out here, ladies. The, the what? So wondering because wonder. it's wonder because <laughs> they wonder which how that <laughs> feel over there, and they wonder how them lips feel over there because they know what's going on at home. Because <laughs> the, the the woman that he got with. Ain't the same woman he was with. He don't wonder about that ass no more. Well, black men don't cheat, so get you a black man. Who told man. you that lie? I got a plenty of black men right now, and they cheat. <laughs> black men don't cheat. I got plenty of black men right now, and they cheat. And they cheat. Oh, you mean they cheat? So you a side piece? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that better? Yeah. He got. She got to worry about that. Let her fries in. You never had a girl call you and be like, yeah, you my man. You done had a girl call you too, Angela. Not in decades, I feel but like. But you done had it. Yeah, absolutely. Let her worry about that so Would you, you ever tell the truth or do you deny it and cover for him? No, I'm not going to cover for him because mm -hmm. he, he should have had his together and not have my phone. He should have named me KFC in there. Greasy chicken, bitch. <laughs> so what do you do when a woman calls you and, about her man? Oh, what you want? Talk to him. Because if, if you talk to me, it's going to hurt your feelings. What if he was like, I want to leave my wife for you? Oh, no, I don't believe that. Don't help ladies. If a man tell you he want to leave his wife for you, run. That the line. <laughs> and if he leave his wife for you, he going to leave you for another bitch. Just as sure as your ass turn toward the ground. If he, if he, <laughs> what? Just as sure as your ass turn, stand straight up towards the ground. <laughs> if he get with you from another bitch, you best believe it's another bitch going to take it from you. Shelby, why are you? I'm trying to figure out if my ass to her to the ground. It is. You don't see it straight to the ground. To the it ground depends field. on what you did last night. I guess. Ooh. <laughs> when you sit down more, I don't Charlie know. Charlie, man, you ain't never got it to. You know the prostate is, is there in the ass. He knows. Oh, I saw American Pie. I heard about it. It's there. God is a woman. That's how you know. Right. I believe that too. Because cause she a played a practical joke. Yeah, she played yeah. a practi practical joke on a man. See, me, I enjoy it. Hold a brick that down. You take my plastic. I played a practical oh. joke. Yeah. Explain. Why would you put the, the, the best gland that's on a man's, <laughs> you know, to put it in his ass? You know what I mean? We're like, don't be putting up the no First of all, let's be clear. They do not all say that. Charlene will tell you he like a little anal play. Yeah. I ain't never yeah. told you that ever yes, in my you life. Yes, you have. said that. When has Charlemagne ever said that? You like your ass? Oh, yes. No, 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 I don't <laughs> I don't like no. it, but it's happened. Yes. No, no, no. Like Pierre, no, 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 The comic Pierre told me he had two women throw his legs behind his ear and ate his Yeah, I don't necessarily like it, but time? it's happened. But did you stop him? 
No, why would you stop her? Listen, you liked it. That's right. No, it's because that's now you that's I, what she now, wanna I, do. now I got something always to say. And you said you get mad at me, I'll be like, "What well, you ain't my?" Ain't nothing wrong with that. See, I don't want to talk because you're a married man, so I shouldn't be saying this stuff to you. The Bible says the bed is under foul when you're with your husband. So you can do all the things. That's, right, that's right. That's so right. So you can eat it. If your if you eating your husband's the Bible says it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you got your tongue in your husband's <laughs> ladies, eat yeah. these men so I don't have to. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Nobody has to do it. <laughs> yeah, they do. This, this man needs Has anybody ever told you, no, I'm good, I don't like that? I mean, I don't really go for that. I'm a I'm a verse bottom. What that mean? That means even though I still have my you my piece, I don't really like to, you know, penetrate men. That's not my that's not my go to. Like I'm not looking at a man ass like ah. I'm a bird watcher. I want to see what you print here now. Okay. What the look like in them sweatpants? Now <laughs> I want to see what it's looking like. <laughs> but so what I'm saying is I'm a verse bottom. I will only get on top of my dude if that's something that he requests for me. Okay. I just I don't want to have a sex change. I just don't because I feel like that I'm totally I'm I'm at peace with my transition. I'm, this mm -hmm. is this is as far as it's gonna go. Is it because it's scary to you or? Well, once again, I want to say this out loud. I do not speak for the entirety of the trans community when I say this. This is my experience. I feel for me that I still have my phone call to God. Explain. That's still my connection. Your yeah, he gave it to me. I ain't do nothing but add and everything else. But what about your soul and your heart and all oh, that? Oh, he gave me that, though. I'm connected to my female and my, my male We side. all are. I mean, no, no. We all should be. <laughs> no. It should be divine masculine and sacred feminine, sacred masculine, they, divine we should, feminine. But see, you get it, and I'm glad. See, Charlemagne growing. Who y'all done had up here t teaching Charlemagne? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, T.S. Madison, we learned a lot about you today. We, we, have, we have another guest that we got to oh, bring in. Y'all waiting, they waiting on me to get up. Yeah, they waiting, but I, don't don't be a stranger. I love y'all for having me. Charlamagne, you real good folk. Flame told me you was good people. That's my people. You good folks. You feel me? You know, I'm good people. You see, now you know. I feel it. Yeah, you know, I feel the I'm energy. Good. I'm good. I'm good folk. But that's why I say I don't judge nobody until I've shaken their hand, gave a them hook, a hug, hook had a neck. conversation with mm -hmm. them, felt their energy, see their vibe. I got good energy on it. I think so. I got good energy, y'all. Yeah, always. Good energy. It's authentic. That it's much I know. Real ass energy. Well, Thank give me an Instagram and Twitter and all and that. Instagram is at the real TS Madison. My Twitter is TS Madison ATL1. My Facebook is TS Madison. Look out for bros coming in August. Uh, the perfect find whenever Gabby puts that out. Uh, Zola is on, on Showtime right now. The T.S. Madison Experience. The T.S. Madison Experience is on WeTV. Oh, it's also on All Black. I got some stuff coming with All Black. I got a lot of things going on. You got a lot on. going I'm on. Working. I'm after working. After dark, baby. After dark. Yes, T.S. <laughs> Madison after dark. Charlamagne, hug my neck. I love you. Come yeah. on, love. It's T.S. Madison. It's the Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Cardi B was on her IG Live, and it was early in the morning. She was just talking about she misses being in the club. People need her in the club, and she's tired of all this slow-ish in hip-hop right now. Here's what she had to say. So I went to the club today. I know what is this missing in the club. Why? Me! They're missing me! They missing my music! I came from the street club, and now that I'm in the game and everything, and I be seeing all these motherfuckers on Twitter, like, you need to have facts. You need to have bars. You need to have this. I want to make music to turn the f up. I ain't hearing no.
<laughs> well, go make the music that you want to hear in the club, then body. Be the change you want to see in she the club. She was in the club. She got turned. Now, here's what else she had to say on these rappers who are doing lean and smoking weed. It's true. I feel like we keep hearing the same song over and over and over again. And I feel like nowadays they're making music with like this type of beat that is mad depressing. All these rappers nowadays, all of them want to die. All these need to stop doing lean and smoking weed. You know, this is the thing about these rappers, right? They get money and they just start they start buying too much motherfucking weed and too much lean and they make that slow. I want to turn up. The club need me. What she say wrong though? I feel like I feel like there's an artist that says something like that at least every couple of months. T Pain said it a couple of months ago in regards to the music, how everything sounds the same. Dr. Dre co signed. Like what what did she say wrong? Well, I guess after she woke up, she was getting dragged on social media. Why was she getting dragged? And there was some backlash. Here's what she said about that. Guys, I just woke up. Oh, I'm getting kinda dragged. You see, this is what I don't get online because my is switching my words. I'm not gonna go live no more. <laughs> what they mad about because she was saying club and not blub no and then she also posted on social media I just want to balance sorry if I worded things wrong I just love music that drop hard and turn the club up and she mentioned uh, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill and T Grizzly's first day out as a perfect balance of rap and turn up like I always tell y'all man if everything causes outrage nowadays then nothing matters because I don't even know what they would be mad about in that situation. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. But it's just, it is funny when she was uh, turned up at the club and then you do all that and then you wake up like, oops. Actually, and to be honest <laughs> with you. She didn't you, say anything wrong, though. She, she didn't say nothing wrong. And, and but, but it, oh, uh, our producer said she's getting dragged for saying rappers want to die. Hmm. I mean, they promoting the deaf lifestyle. If you're promoting the celebration of, you know, uh, drug use so much, that is what that ultimately no, leads to, right? The, some of the music is, talks about them, yes. them wanting to die. How many artists have we seen, you know, pass away because of drug overdoses? Yes. So, yeah, if they're making that kind of music that's celebrating that lifestyle, that will lead to death. All right, now, Little Nas X yes. tried psychedelic mushrooms to create his latest album, Montero. So, he revealed in... Um, Wall Street Journal's magazine's new innovators issue. Part of the process was talking to producers, reflecting on life rather than working on any music. And the psychedelics allowed him to push past lots of lingering feelings of self-consciousness. He said, I was able to open up a lot. I was able to write actual stories about my life and put it into my music. I actually did that for the first time. And, you know, there has been a lot of talk about these magic mushrooms. Bob Marley's family is launching a line of mushroom products this year in partnership with uh, Silo Wellness. Mike Tyson also recently talked about taking some, and he said his whole life changed after. So, Isn't this what Cardi B was talking about? No. no. Rap Not with shrooms. drugs and stuff like that. It's still drugs. Shrooms is plant-based. No, no, no. That's plant- no, 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 no. Shrooms is plant-based medicine. I actually punked out uh, last New Year's because we had a whole ceremony with the, with the mm-hmm. shamans and the healers and everything and I was like eh, I'm not ready for the shrooms yet sound like the same to me uh, no it's drugs yeah, there's a difference between plant based medicine and prescription it's medication these kids are the overdosing on no it's man drugs she talked no. about weed I never hear nobody talk about ODing on weed I thought she was talking about prescription no, pills like weed. lean she I thought say, she said she lean say, she, she said, said weed also. oh I don't I don't the agree with the weed she said they need to stop smoking weed I don't agree with drugs 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 weed is plant based I don't agree with weed listen I've done shrooms plenty of times I enjoy it and right. it's stuff that are plant-based I disagree with. <laughs> now, when it's them prescription drugs, them pharmaceuticals, different ballgame. But plant-based, no. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Shrooms, weed, ayahuasca. 
I can't wait. Well, that's what Cardi B was talking about. All them drugs. Not no, me. it's not. No, she, she said not. weed. She can't even pronounce enough. ayahuasca. She said weed, though. She Why would you weed. say weed she can't pronounce? If you can pronounce ayahuasca, yeah. Cardi B definitely, definitely can. Nope. Yes, yes, I she doubt can. it. Spell yes, it. Can. Nope. <laughs> Spell it. Spell ayahuasca. A-Y-U-S-C-H-A-Y-A. Nope. How you spell it, then? All right. Well, that is your rumor. How do you spell it, E? We got to go. See, see how you do. She, you can't spell it either. We got to go. She's trying to Google it fast. <laughs> no. Give her a minute. He oh. tried it. So she <laughs> I never tried ayahuasca. My I've God. only ever done um, shrooms. Nor can she spell it. It's no, hard. definitely can't spell Very ayahuasca. Very difficult word to spell. All right. Okay. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, four after the hour, Florida, you need to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with you, man. This English teacher name, what's her name? Let me pull her name up. Her name is uh, Carolyn... Melanie Lee. Oh, come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with you. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, Charlamagne, you know what? Me and millions of other people have been watching TikTok lately. Entrepreneurship videos, people talking about starting their own businesses, giving tips. I love seeing people promote generational wealth and pouring into their community. That's right. From hilarious to the serious, you have to see it. TikTok. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he broke the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Duvall, we're going to your hometown today, okay? Donkey of the day for Tuesday, November 2nd goes to a Florida English teacher, a Florida English teacher named Carolyn Melanie Lee. She is a 60-year-old English language arts teacher at Darnell Cookman Middle High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, salute to everyone who listens to us on 93.3 to beat in there. Jacksonville. Me too. Drop on the clues bombs for Jacksonville, Florida. 93.3 to beat. Too. Shout out to Jacksonville. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. uh -oh. Wow. That's, hey, listen, I like Jacksonville too. Florida, Florida, Florida. All right. What does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Florida just different. Okay, that's what I was laughing about. Florida just different. People from Florida are different. The energy is different. Such a beautiful place, but also a dangerous place because if you're trying to avoid crazy, it's virtually impossible to do in Florida. That's why I think another season of Squid Game has to happen in Florida. Let them go down there and let everyone who owes money in PPE loans compete to win a bunch of money so they can pay off their debt. And one of the challenges would have to be to avoid crazy. In Florida, that's impossible. Okay, see, I tell y'all on this radio all the time, in life, all we are trying to do every day is avoid the crazy of others. In Florida, if avoiding crazy was a challenge on Squid Game, everybody would die, all right? Because in Florida, you just don't know who's who. See, when it comes to being a city girl, there's clearly no statute of limitation. And 60-year-old Carolyn Melanie Lee proves that. Would you like to know what the hell I'm talking about? Well, let's go to WJXT4 for the report, please. This local teacher of the year has been arrested, charged with child abuse. The teacher is Caroline Lee from Darnell Cookman School of the Medical Arts, and she was named the school's teacher of the year just two days ago. The victim stated in the report that when she arrived to her first period class on Friday, her teacher said Lee wanted to talk with her. 
The report says Lee brought the student back to her classroom and asked the student why she threatened her. According to the report, the student said she never threatened Lee, but Lee then reached across a table and struck the student with the palm of her hand. The report goes on to say Lee called the victim expletives and then kept hitting her on the top of her head as her nose kept bleeding. The victim stated she began trying to hold both of Lee's arms to keep from being struck and Lee kicked her lower leg. According to the report, the violent incident was preceded by an Instagram argument between Lee and the victim on the Duval County Schools page. <laughs> this was where Lee was being congratulated for winning Teacher of the Year two days prior. There was a comment that questioned if Lee was the teacher that used the N-word last year in class. A response from Lee said that she used it in the context of the book of Mice and Men. The student said on the post that that was not the right thing to do and Lee agreed. In the report, Lee said she interpreted one of the comments as a threat to kill her. First of all, dropping the clues bombs for Mice and Men. Okay. Lenny and George, I mean, one of the saddest tales you will ever read in your life, man. Oh. I'm emotional thinking about it. A 60-year-old Florida English teacher who was named Teacher of the Year two days prior to this incident decided to set it on a student because the student was popping off about her on Instagram. Can you imagine being 60 years old, not liking a comment you saw about yourself on Instagram, and then storming into a classroom and demanding that the student leave with you because you got beef? Sidebar. Word of advice, when someone has beef with you, never leave with them. Never go with them where they want you to go because they're just trying to get you alone somewhere so they can feel comfortable committing whatever crime it is they're about to commit on you. Nope, if you bought that life, handle it on site, wherever we at. Okay, I'm not about to follow you somewhere and make you more comfortable so you can violate me. And that's exactly what happened here because when Caroline got that student in the, cl in the class alone, she absolutely asked, what's up now, Hope? Talk that talk you was talking on IG now then. I'm reading the New York Post, and it says Caroline struck the student in the face with the heel of her palm and called her a effing B-word repeatedly as she landed several more strikes on the top of her head and kicked her in the lower leg. Keep in mind, okay, keep in mind, this is who the Duval County Public Schools called Teacher of the Year two days prior to this incident. Now, Caroline got mad at this student because the student got on IG and criticized her for getting the award. I, you know, would simply like to say... That student was right. A million, billion, trillion percent correct. Drop on the clues bombs for that student. All right. There's no way this old ass city girl should have won teacher of the year. And those students who are in that classroom with her on the regular understand that better than anyone. And if she felt so comfortable doing that to that young girl, that means she's probably been doing that to students. Okay. I had a teacher like that in fourth grade. Whitesville Elementary School in Moscone, South Carolina. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she's alive or dead and people be liking the suit. But boy, she used to be putting hands on students like her name was Clarissa Shields. So I am glad that this young student called this teacher out on social media and then immediately after the incident went to the guidance counselor to report the alleged attack. Now, where is this young lady's parents? Where is her family? Grandma? Mama? Aunt? Sister? Play cousins? Caroline... You owe that family some blood, okay? You owe a woman and that young lady's family a fade. Come outside, they're not going to jump you, all right? It's time for Floridians to have a crazy contest to see who can out-crazy who. She put her hands on your child. Now you must put, you know, your hands on her, all in the name of Trina. Those are the rules of Florida, all right? Now, Caroline has been removed from the classroom and will not return, pending the judicial and internal procedures. <sighs> this is just another reminder that there is full... And then there's Florida Fool. And ain't no fool like Florida Fool because Florida Fool don't stop.
Please let Remy Ma give Caroline Melanie Lee the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb? And salute to District Superintendent Dr. Diana Green. She said, uh, we will cooperate with all investigations and pending those results, we will take the actions necessary to stand up for and protect our students. So, yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, up next, Michael Eric Dyson will be joining us. He has That's a new right. book. He definitely has a new book. What's it called? It's called um, <laughs> Entertaining, Entertaining Race, Race, Performing Blackness, Performing Blackness in, America. in America. That's what I yes. said. <laughs> File a copy of me. All right. Yes. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. This brother drops books like Gucci Man and Wayne used to drop mixtapes. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> He's got another book out, Entertaining Race, Performing Blackness in America. Michael Eric Dyson is here. How are you, my brother? Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, I apologize. Happy no, please. birthday, too. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. No, it's always great to be here with y'all. And I was listening to one of your recent conversations with T.S. Madison, man. It was mind-blowing and expanding. Only on The Breakfast Club can you get some of that real information. Well, when you, know? you tell me that you're learning something, I need to know what did you learn from that conversation? What did you take from it? Well, you know, it's the utter humanity of people, no matter what their sexual orientation, uh, what their understanding of sex is, what their understanding of gender or race is. And... To have an open conversation about it, for her to be as open and straightforward and irreverent and, you know, telling the truth about what her experiences have been, what she likes and doesn't like and how it informs her is something we need to hear. Because, you know, obviously trans identity in the news uh, recently because of my dear brother Dave Chappelle's engagement with the issue, uh, you know, has come to the fore. And I think, look. Black people, at least me as a black intellectual, I've been used to white folks saying all kind of crazy stuff or thinking all kind of crazy things. And you could either cancel them, cut them off, tell mm -hmm. them to go to hell, or you could try to explain it. You schooled me on that. I mean, yeah. right? You, you could try to explain it and talk to them. Now, a lot of, I know a lot of younger black people I was uh, uh, engaging in conversation with Michael Denzel Smith. Is it? Yeah, Michael Denzel Smith. And he said, I was first mad at your book, Tears We Cannot Stop, a sermon of black, uh, white America, because you were kind of explaining stuff to white folk as opposed to writing to us. And I was used to you writing to us. And I said, look, and I love that brother, man. He's one of the greatest young writers in America. And I said, look, man, I said, I, I done wrote 24. Well, by that time, I think it was 22 books. I got 24 and 28. So I'm trying to write books like Negroes write hooks. So <laughs> I do what I do. But I said, I've written enough and a lot. I've written a whole bunch for black people. And I will continue to do so. But I said, it's my obligation to also talk to white people and those others as well. That's right. And I think that at some point, the argument about Dave Chappelle has to go through. If you got an argument against what he's saying, that's perfect and beautiful. But make the argument. Don't kill what he's saying, because if he thinks that way, maybe a bunch of people think that That's way. Right. In my class, I used to go, if you think that way and you've got a question you think is ignorant and you don't want to tell nobody, then maybe a lot of people have these kinds of questions. Plus, how do we dismiss them out of hand? Because a lot of people are thinking, right? I'm sitting, you know, I was sitting here listening to your conversation with T.S. about, you know, her having breasts and also fully equipped with what God gave her at birth. She's seeing that as the kind of lifeline mm -hmm. to the divine. So that's a complicated, nuanced perspective about what sexual orientation is, about what gender is. How do we talk about feminism 
with trans women who come into the game. It doesn't mean you want to rule them out, right? I Look, I've been on record. I preached sermons in black churches against homophobia when it wasn't a thing. I wrote a book about black women and loving them when it wasn't a thing, right? Why I love black women. It wasn't no black uh, girl magic and no black boy joy. Mm -hmm. That was something long ago because I thought it was extremely necessary for us to address issues of gender, issues of oppression, issues of sexuality. And the trans issue is extremely valuable because it makes all of us nervous. Now, what am I dealing with? Damn, I mean, what you, what, what you is. It was deep enough when people, like they said, bisexual, that gay people and straight people were both mad at it. Make up your damn mind. What team you playing for? Mm -hmm. Well, trans raises it to another level. Let me tell you that your very binary notions of either or are a deficit thinking and a problematic way of thinking about it. But if that's true, if binaries are the problem that trans identities underscore, then let's not have an either or. Either you're in or you're out. Your point about accountability or cancel. Damn. Can we do something more? Can That's we right. say, I'm ignorant? Because we ain't talking about no right-wing fundamentalist assault upon the integrity of identity. We're talking about raising serious questions. And this is, again, where the cancel culture and the harsh repudiation of anybody who thinks differently mm -hmm. or tries to raise questions that are full of integrity. I mean, to cancel Dave Chappelle one of the greatest geniuses we've seen in comedy because you disagree with him? Boy, if I had the right to do that for people I disagree with, it would be deep. But what did I have to do? <laughs> Read. I had to study. That's I had right. to make arguments. Oh, you coming with that? Cool. Let me tell you what I got to say about this. So, I don't know. I was informed by all of that, and that's trying. what I'm trying to do in this book, too, right. is to have a more complicated and nuanced perspective about what it means to be black, about what it means to entertain the idea of race. I opened the book with a... Um, story of a young black girl who was being enslaved, right? She was being, you know, brought from Africa uh, onto the ship and then from the ship into the New World. And she's a 15-year-old girl. She had been infected, ironically enough, by the physician on the ship with a venereal disease. She's 15. They used to do what they call on the slave ships, dance the slaves. And it's Keep also her. entertainment. And it's entertainment for them, you know, for the white men mostly or non-black men who are on the ship. And it's a way of bringing, you know, a relief to the tedium of the journey. So this girl, one day she's feeling horrible and she doesn't want to get up. And so uh, the, the slave master... At that point, the, the captain of the ship grabbed her, Captain Kimber, and then hung her upside down by one ankle and then whipped her and beat her to death. And why? What was the reason? Because she refused to perform. So I see that wow. as a metaphor for what we have had to do in this country that black people from the very beginning, black people have been asked, demanded, mandated that we perform. And not just in terms of sports or entertainment, but everyday lives. we got to perform for white brothers and sisters in corporate America on street corners on people who are asking us questions about mm -hmm. who we are. So I wanted to look at that across the board and then bring all that stuff together. You also talk about entertainment when it comes to sports, right? Mm -hmm. And then how they really pitted Colin Kaepernick versus Jay-Z right, with right. everything that's going on with the NFL. Right, so can right. you talk about that? Yeah, I think that's unfortunate because, look, Colin Kaepernick is a heroic figure by any measure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what he's done to really raise the issue in a way uh, as an ideal symbol to articulate black resistance to social distress and a guy in the NFL who said, look, instead of sitting down on the bench, because that's what Colin was doing at first, he said, why don't you take a knee? That would show reverence, as you all know, for the flag and for American culture, even as you were protesting. He did that, 
And it still wasn't good enough because, you know, white folk can't tell you how to protest them. You're not going to do things that make white people comfortable. You're trying to make them uncomfortable. And the discomfort itself is a measure and an index of the distance between white practice and black belief. So, yeah, Colin Kaepernick was extraordinary. But Jay-Z, a genius, right, just got um, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the first hip-hop artist to be inducted uh, into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. That's another way. Jay-Z's way is, look, I've been a hustler. I've been uh, a a person who stood on street corners and engaged in nefarious activity that undercut my, you know, my culture. You know, he talked about you had to learn to live with regrets on his first album. Marcy, son, that's where I'm from. I'm from the place where the churches are the flakiest. He's been praying to God so So long long that they they atheists. Wow, what does that mean? That means your prayers ain't getting answered with God you're praying to. That means your divinity may be distorted by the negative inferences that you've accumulated unconsciously in your mind and perpetuated as a legacy of your fundamentalist belief. Damn, he said all that? Yeah. Is Mike Dyson making that up? No. No. Respect the God's intelligence and what he does. All right, we got more with Michael Eric Dyson when we come back. Move is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Michael Eric Dyson. Yee. Are there some people who should be canceled? Though? Well, of course. Okay. I mean, I mean, like who? Like, let's see. You know, the dude had the trial recently, you know, that was uh exploiting women through his music mm-hmm. and doing it. Now he was, but, but see, here's the thing. We know R. Kelly is a deeply troubled black man. Mm-hmm. And we know he has to be held to account. But God forbid if we said, you know, he also was subject to some vicious practices that our community covered too. Not just covering R. Kelly because of the genius of his music, where there's no doubt about his genius. I saw people saying, well, he ain't no genius. Stop. See, that's why you you illegitimate. That's why your even your argument against him can't be taken seriously because you can't even acknowledge the degree to which the ingenuity of his music was part of his charm and also part of his deceptive, irreverent exploitation and seduction as the Pied Piper. But there's also the argument that our community covered up the kind of sexual abuse to which he was subject. And can we imagine a scenario where after serving whatever time he does, that we can figure out a way to redeem and bring him back into the community, right? Because if we didn't, there would be no Malcolm X. Malcolm X was a petty thief by his own account in his own book. The stuff he did, uh, the the biographies that came out afterwards suggesting that when he was talking about a, uh, you know, a, one of his colleagues mm-hmm. servicing a white man in a same sexual relationship. Arguments have been made that that was a projection and a collection of stories of many people, including Malcolm. Mm-hmm. So my point is, either way, Malcolm, he was so evil that he called himself Satan. There it is. At least by his standards, he thought he was no so question. Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, is that here's a guy who, by those standards, was dysfunctional and incapable of being integrated into the larger circle of black. America, and yet he became one of our greatest spokespeople ever. That's right. Now, look, when they unleashed those tapes on Dr. King 2027, trust and believe, Ooh. son, it ain't nothing nice. Ooh. It ain't nothing nice, son. And, and my point is, there are a lot of people then, therefore, when they see that, going to try to cancel Dr. King. Are you kidding? Yeah, I don't like to compare morals. I don't like, I don't like to right. do that. I don't like to play moral Olympics. But 
Malcolm X was way more morally sound than Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was. There's no question, but Dr. King was far more effective as a social That's justice right. advocate That's for right. black people right. because he was in touch with his own frailty and and lack of, you know, uh, moral turpitude, so to speak, than a Malcolm X. Look, they're both great, but if we're going to compare, that kind of rigid judgmentalism that is cancel culture is Malcolm for the most of his life. Let's just be real. On the other hand, you got a Dr. King. Now, it's not that they weren't being judgmental. They were. Not that they were like, you know, they used to say, why can't Baptists... Um, you know, have sex standing up because somebody will think they're dancing. So the point is, <laughs> so, so so they, they got, y'all forgive me for that, but uh, it is what it is. So the judgmentalism, the judgmentalism on both communities is real. So, but Malcolm also chafed at the kind of narrow religious constraint when he saw the difference between himself and Elijah Muhammad and what was going on. And the argument that in common they have made have had affection for a particular young lady. So the point is, even when it looks on the surface like it's cleaned up mm-hmm. and gussied up, there are moral contradictions internally. So Malcolm X was a remarkable, major, fundamentally powerful uh, leader. In fact, what you said, the FBI said, uh, he ain't no Martin Luther King now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even mm-hmm. the FBI came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. But... Having said that, if somebody put a tape recorder under your bed, what we going to discover? So so Martin Luther King Jr. has his wife sent by the FBI That's right. to his wife tapes of his indiscretions oh. and her having to stand up and say, that wasn't my husband outside, but on the inside knowing what it was. But here's the thing. And then he even got to the point where she said, go ahead, y'all do what y'all want, because this movement bigger than my marriage. I mean, she understood that. Now, we're not trying to say every woman should do that. We're not trying to suggest that duplicitous relations and the the kind of um, moral disrespect or disloyalty that certain black men have shown to black women or men have shown to women should be tolerated. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, however, is that to cancel Martin Luther King Jr. based upon narrow litmus tests of authentic morality in a narrow framework misses the broader way in which he shattered the manacles and the shackles that we all have. Now, in 2027, when it comes out that Martin Luther King Jr. and a famous gospel singer had a white woman prostitute come to the room and Mm -hmm. then both engaged in relationships. Now, that's already on the record. I'm not trying to expose Dr. King. I'm trying to say let's deal honestly and straightforwardly with what the flaws are that he possessed and still not cancel him because without him, we wouldn't have the right to talk about cancel. That's right. Without Martin Luther King Jr., none of us would do what we do or could do what we do. Humans will always fail purity tests. Ain't no doubt about it. And the purity test you have for somebody else, you will fall into. The Bible says be careful about the grave you dig because somebody you could fall in it yourself. So the purity test you got for somebody else, you're going to fail. That's right. You, you have uh, essays in the book about Nas's One Love, a song mm-hmm. that we don't talk about enough. Why Man. Why was that song so important? Well, it was, you talking about personal and existential, it was important oh, to me yeah. because my brother, God rest his soul, Everett Dyson Bay, died nearly two years ago. I miss him every day, spent more than half his life in prison for a crime we believe he did not commit of murder. But he was convicted by an all-black jury. When they say black people don't send black people to jail, bull feathers. And that meant something to me because I would write him letters. He would write me letters. We would exchange sentiments. Highly intelligent young man. In fact, when Soul Dad O'Brien did the first Black in America, ours was one of the stories that what bonded us as brothers. So when I heard that one love uh, by Nas with the, the great jazz uh, score 
provided um, by the Heath brothers and, and their genius and produced by uh, Q-Tip. Uh, it was an extraordinary song, and I wrote about it because it touched me on a personal level. And speaking of another genius uh, in Nasir Jones, and, and what I love about Nasir Jones and Jay-Z and, and LL Cool J, you know, dropping the knowledge, making it possible, and making relevant rap records, not some oldie but goodie stuff, but making relevant rap records now uh, that make a difference. So that song touched me in a fundamentally uh, determinative way. But before we get out of here, I got to talk about the debate with Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a uh, Canadian psychologist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got a lot of different ideas and ideologies right. about gender and politics and culture war. Right, right, and, right. And I, he likes to say, I guess, certain people are politically correct because they go along with right, right, everything. Right. right, yeah. No, I had a debate with him. Uh, me and Michelle Goldberg went to uh, uh, to Toronto. We went on his turf. And they never scared. So me and Michelle Goldberg, who is a, a columnist for the New York Times, were invited in a set of lectures over there to to debate and we debated political correctness and so me and uh me and jordan peterson got into it because I've, I've seen him get a pass on so many levels talking about stuff you don't really like like i don't understand what you mean by well he talks about this is the postmodern by which he meant there are no standards there are no ethical uh precepts that bind us together as a community but but he said that is max horkheimer that the word critical and critical theory meant that anything that leads to the liberation of from the circumstances that enslave human beings. That's all he meant by the word critical. So you're misusing the term. So we went at it and I ended up calling him a mean, a mean mad, mad white, white man. That's what I said. I said, bruh, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I know, look, I knew that that was going to go over like a brick cloud, <laughs> especially in Toronto. But again, I will go wherever, whenever to debate whoever about anything that I believe in, which is why I'm so sick and tired of the cancel culture. Let me let me hold the book real quick. Yes, sir. Thank you. Michael Eric Dyson, Entertaining Race, Performing Blackness in America, available everywhere you buy books. Thank it's you the so Breakfast much. Club. Thank you. Thank y'all. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, drop on the clues box for Reverend Al Shopton. This video, what's that song Reverend Al Shopton dancing to? The one you made up? I didn't make that up. What's that song? He in the vibe, that guy. What is that? I don't know what you're singing. What is it? Collard Greens. Who? That's Capella, my guy, Capella Gray, Greens. man. Capella Gray. Oh, Capella Gray. Capella Gallus? Gray. Man, Al Sharpton was wilding at the uh, 30th anniversary of the National Action Network last night time. to Capella Gray. That brother was having a good time. Right, that that tequila kick, that Casamigos kicked in and he lost his mind. He started doing everything. He started doing the rerun, the James Everything Brown. at one time. The <laughs> running man, the moonwalk. the same time. <laughs> to, toot that thing up, mommy, make it roll. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk chairs to rap. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor Report, Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Chance the Rapper was on the Facebook Watch series Peace of Mind with Taraji, with Taraji Henson, and um, her friend Tracy Jade. The two of them co-host that together. And one thing that he was talking about is the dark days of his mental health and why that inspired him to fight for better mental health services in black communities. And, you know, you tell people, man up. But that's not necessarily a good thing, according to Chance. Black men in particular don't feel that they can show their emotions right then and there, so they got to man up. Black men are naturally guarded. You kind of have to be. Your weakness is preyed upon. So I think it's a defense mechanism. Like, mm. you know, like you don't want to necessarily grieve. Like when you go to a funeral, like you, you're not like, you kind of don't want to cry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
you don't want to to subject yourself to the feeling of like that weakness of like you know it just takes a lot to be cathartic to like to cry to like empty yourself chance the rapper is absolutely right it's all a defense mechanism but those days are over i'm crying in therapy out of therapy nothing i love more than hearing brothers and sisters expressing how they actually feel all right atlanta falcons wide receiver calvin ridley has stepped away from football for his mental health he posted, these past few weeks have been very challenging, and as much as I'd like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time and focus on my mental well-being. I love it. This will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future. He's absolutely right. And also, too, what, what Chance was saying, when you're telling somebody to man up, all you're doing is telling them to suppress their emotions, and eventually all that trauma you're tucking away gets the best of you. you got to deal with your trauma. All your trauma will eventually deal with you. You cannot run from yourself. You just cannot. Now, yesterday we were talking about how Jay-Z did thank Damon Dash during his Hall of Fame speech. Well, J- uh, uh, Damon Dash is saying that he is ready to end his feud. That's been going on for 20 years with Jay-Z. He offered... Damn, 20? Yes, an olive, olive branch to him and thanked him in his speech. So Damon Dash told Page Six it was beautiful. I have no beef with him. If he has no beef with me, let's get the lawyers out of it then. Let's talk like men. But I definitely appreciate it. He said, I'm glad he said it for the culture. We need to squash everything. So hopefully if there was that was an extended olive branch, I'll spin one back. But is there real beef? I mean, we've seen pictures over the years of Jay and Dame together. I I, I remember one at, at Shaka's, I think it was Shaka's Bond Day party at Somebody one point. About you know, and it's not like Jay hasn't spoken on Dame before, but there was some legal high regard. I, I, know, I know they had attorneys against each other. I don't know if it was for for something else. That they just had recently had with. an issue with this um, NFT situation. The NFT situation, yeah. yeah, with Rockefeller's first release with Reasonable Doubt. And I think Jay was trying to buy the rights to Reasonable Doubt. It was it's a lot of back and forth, but hopefully they can speak yeah. and, and get it to go, get it together. And another thing that happened after Jay Z gave that Hall of Fame speech is that he also had to go on Twitter, and you know he barely ever does that. And he said, in my excitement, I failed to prize and acknowledge Jazzo. He was the hometown hero that made the dream tangible. Thank you, good man. Okay, let me lose this password for another year or so. Thank you all again. Incredibly humbled by your love. I'm glad he did that, but it don't count on Twitter, Jay. You should have done it on stage. Well, he never <laughs> tweets. It's immortalized yeah, now. Jazzo wanted to hear that on stage. Well, you know Jay-Z don't write nothing down. You think Jazz didn't want to repost uh, his video of Jay-Z and that nice tux from that Hall of Fame stage? Stop it. It don't hit the same. It just don't. Stop it. Y'all know it don't. (laughs) All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Y'all know it don't hit the same. Shout the revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at the General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. I know he's out and about because it is election day in New Jersey. We have Governor Murphy on the line. Hey, DJ Envy. Hello. Hello, everybody. Good morning, What's up, Governor, Governor Murphy? Murphy? I hope we can still call you this after tomorrow. I, God bless you. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? Listen, I feel good. Um, we're taking nothing for granted. We're running up and down the state. I just pulled into Cherry Hill, New Jersey, outside of uh, Camden and Philadelphia, and we're going to work our way north over the course of the day. Um, I'm proud of what we've done in our first four years. I'm proud to run on that record, but we take nothing for granted. These are crazy times in politics, and so we got to make sure we, 
We turn over every stone. You know what's crazy? I didn't realize that you would be the first Democratic governor to win re-election in New Jersey. I didn't know that. 40 years. 40 years, yeah. It's 44 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? Everyone thinks of New Jersey is a really blue state, and that's the fact, what you just said. So we're trying to break that curse. Now, I see your opponent attacking. I see they, they're spending millions on commercials about, uh, I guess you did an interview, and you was talking about the state tax and said, hey, if, if, if your family or, or business doesn't want to be here, then don't come to New Jersey. I, I'm sure you've yeah. seen those commercials. Yeah, believe me. And it's completely taken out of context. Uh, listen, this guy is unbelievable. He was part, he rubber-stamped Chris Christie's agenda. This state was a mess when I came in here. It was partly due to him. And we've turned this thing around, and we've made it a lot more affordable. We still have more work to do. But we're the number one state in America to raise a family. We're the most diverse state in America. We've, we've put through incredible criminal justice reforms. This guy voted against all of them when he was in office before I got here. Uh, this is the difference, guys, between moving forward and going back to the bad old days. You know, one question my parents would have, because they live in New Jersey, is about property taxes, right? And I know that's an issue as well, because the property yeah. taxes are so high in Jersey. Is there anything that can ever be done about that? Sure. We've done a lot, actually. Uh, We've had the lowest increases on record. I want to make them go down. Funding public education is a big part of that because that's 53% of your property tax bill on average. And we've funded public education at all-time record levels. By the way, we have the number one public education system as a result in America. Uh, We just got ranked the number one state in America to raise a family, the safest state in America. So we're making progress. I'm not saying that we're out of the woodshed. But tell your folks we're, we're staying on it, and if we get reelected, we'll be on it every step of the way. Now, Governor, you know, um, we're talking to Governor Murphy from New Jersey. Now, a big thing in Jersey is the floods. Uh, and I know a lot of people yep. didn't have flood insurance, and they weren't prepared for a lot of the floods that we had. I don't think anybody ever was. How? Are we, yep. What are we doing to help those those people? Because a lot of them are, are the probably the, the, the most affected people are probably in the, in the hoods. Yeah, so a couple of things. Great question. Uh, first of all, FEMA has been great. President Biden has been helping us out in a big way. I asked him personally to come into New Jersey and look at the damage with me, which he did. FEMA is helping us out, so that's that's first point. Second point, people should, should get flood insurance going forward, no matter where they live, no matter whether they're in a flood zone or not. Um, the storms are coming more regularly. They're coming with more intensity. Um, and we got to be prepared for it. And then thirdly, all this debate in Congress, uh, enough already. Let's get some of this over the goal line, and that includes a lot of climate resiliency infrastructure. And the other part of that debate in Washington, which is striking, they talk about stuff like it's theoretical or abstract, and my answer is we're doing all of that in New Jersey. We're doing it. We know this stuff works. We know that we, we can push back against climate change. We just need more help. We need more resources so we can do it faster and bigger. Are you afraid, uh, you know, since since the race, it's not necessarily close, but they're saying it's kind of close. Are you afraid of voter suppression? You always are, because that's part of the Republican playbook, right? That's right. Uh, these, these guys, particularly in communities of color, um, so we've put an enormous amount of energy into particularly urban uh, turnout. I'm going to be with Mayor Roz Baraka, who's a great mayor, in a couple of hours in Newark, making a couple of stops. These guys, listen, they'll do anything to try to close democracy down. My opponent spoke at a Stop the Steal uh, rally. So to give you an idea what I'm running against with Confederate flags and white supremacists. So these guys will, will do whatever they think it takes to 
to close people, close democracy to people, I would not put it past them. Well, listen, when you win, Governor Murphy, you got to pull up to the Breakfast Club. Come sit with us, man. In you know, me, me and Envy, uh, me and Envy are residents yeah. of New Jersey, so we casting right. our votes for you today. I love you. Listen, I love being on the phone with you. I love being virtually with you. I can't wait to get back in the same room with you. And I can't thank you enough for your support. All right, All right Governor. Thank you, Governor Murphy. All right, good luck thank today. Thank you, everybody. All right, make, care, folks. make sure you get out there and vote today in New Jersey and New York. And uh, we got the positive note up next at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Today is election day. We have mayoral candidate Curtis Sliwo. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for rolling out the opportunity to talk to all of you and your audience. You like, appreciate you. How do you like your chances, uh, Curtis? Well, the over-under point spread. I mean, I've shot craps before CeeLo. I'd say uh, the four, five, six. I take a few shots at that, and you're, you're, you're talking to the next mayor. I'm going to be honest. You don't look like you're in good shape to be mayor, man. You look a little, little downtrodden right now. Arm in a sling, leaning to the side like something hurting. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, I learned one thing from this campaign. I got to avoid yellow cabs. In 92, I got shot five times with hollow point bullets in the back of the yellow, yellow cab on the orders of Gotti Sr. to Gotti Jr. to the Gambinos. I survived that. And on Friday, I got smashed by a yellow cab right in front of Radio City Music Hall as I was jetting across the street. Uh, I got to tell you, I could have swore I saw Bill de Blasio looking through that windshield behind the driver's seat. Are you, <laughs> sure, are you sure he didn't have an Eric Adams for mayor bumper sticker? Yeah, it probably did. Let me tell you. So, uh, yellow so, cab driver for Eric, that's for sure. So why, you, are you running for, why are you running for mayor? What, what, what are the reasons why you're running for mayor, and how can you change the city? Talk to us. Well, look, I'm associated with the streets. Been out there for 42 years as leader of the Guardian Angels. Not just here, but now in 13 countries, 130 cities. And so I'm out there in the public housing complexes, the streets, all the places where, let's face it, the only Republican they've ever seen in a lot of these neighborhoods is Abraham Lincoln on a $5 bill. And yet they see Curtis Sliwa, not just because of the campaign, because I've been there before. And I think, I think my philosophy in trying to make for a safer city, safer streets, subways, parks, and most importantly, schools, uh, is right on time. Whereas Eric Adams and I, we differ. We have different philosophies. We've known each other for 40 years, but obviously it hasn't been all that lovey-dovey of late. Curtis, you know, where the, um, you know, crime crime has gotten bad in New York again. Where, where are the guardian angels, Curtis? Out in the streets, out in the subways, out in the neighborhoods, uh, out there in East New York, Brownsville. That's where I spent a whole bunch of years while I was growing up in Canarsie up in Fordham and Webster where we started and in Mickey D's where I was the night manager. Oh yes, one of my 17 cats won't let me alone. Uh, and obviously out there where people are in need. We've got about 300 guardian angels here in the city, about 5,000 internationally, all volunteers, all doing this because they love their city. But when the last time the guardian angel stopped somebody? Because I need a mayor that's going to get the crime reduced in New York City. And, and I don't know if the guardian angels are actually out there protecting people. So why would I elect the guardian angel for mayor? Because we're taking care of the emotionally disturbed persons and the homeless who are everywhere. You have to be compassionate. You have to be caring. We've escorted them to Bellevue, Elmhurst, Kings County to get their medicines, to try to get them back on track. City hasn't done that. Mm -hmm. Look, de Blasio and his wife had thrived. One and a quarter billion dollars they've spent. Have you seen any results? No one is showing compassion towards these lost souls. 
That's what we end up spending most of our time doing, outreach to the homeless and especially the emotionally disturbed persons. There's nobody from the city is doing that. And then they shove them into shelters where yeah. they gotta get in by 10 o'clock at night curfew, kick them out the door at 7.30. These are men and women who may have underlying conditions, alcohol problems, drug problems, emotional issues, and they're not getting any services. Look, one thing I can guarantee you, I become mayor, on January 2nd, we start caring for the emotionally disturbed, the homeless, and the most important group, which is the animals. I'm the only candidate ever to campaign on the issue of no-kill shelters. We're not killing any more dogs or cats or animals in our shelter system, which we do every day. We're going to find them a home of their own because a society that doesn't take care of its animals does not take care of its people. Just look out in the streets and the subways and the parks. Why are these people being forced to live and exist in these circumstances when we are the economic capitalist uh, epicenter of the world? I We've agree. got money. What are your thoughts on the vaccine <laughs> mandates and, and making uh, police officers, fire department, medical workers, make them take these vaccines? With a year ago, there were no vaccines and they were, they were dying for us. Exactly. And I'm the only candidate out there standing with all these men and women who have now been fired. They haven't been laid off fired. They're not getting paid. They can't go out and get any other work. They can't apply for unemployment. They were heroes. We all applauded them, especially the healthcare workers. Remember, they crawled into the belly of the beast, the ICUs, the ERs. They ended up getting sick themselves, dying, bringing the coronavirus sometimes back to their families. And now, like Michael Corleone and the Godfather, on his way out, Bill de Blasio is settling all scores. Where is the humanity and compassion? He has turned these heroes into zeros. I get elected mayor January 2nd, we rehire all these civil servants, we give them their back pay, and we have a second march through the canyon of heroes for these men and women alone because they've had insult added to injury. This is what we call in the streets, udisgraziada. What's well, how do, you, how do you resolve the issues then if somebody is a healthcare worker and uh, there's an outbreak of coronavirus in the hospital because of that, because of, of no vaccine mandate? Well, I got to tell you, uh, think of this. I'm going to vote today in just a few hours. I'm not going to have to show a vaccine pa passport. I'm not going to have to show ID. I'm going to be in a gymnasium with other people. Afterwards, I may go across the street just to get a sandwich and something to drink. And guess what? I have to show a vaccine passport and I have to show ID. Whereas I go through the Lincoln Tunnel, I don't have to show God's bupkis, nothing. This is mad crazy. Why are the politicians doing this to us? And Eric Adams is supporting Bill de Blasio on this. Roll back the mandates. Let these men and women work, feed their families, care for themselves, and get back to being the heroes that they've always been instead of the zeros that de Blasio has made them. All right. May the force be with you. You got it. I got it. I got it. You're going to be talking to me as the next mayor of the city of New York. Thank you. All right. Well, make sure y'all get out there and vote, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. It's The Breakfast Club on Power 105.1. Homer Angie Martinez, Pro Styles next.